Jesus, I talked a lot in the last episode. And I have more to say, so here goes. One thing that I mentioned in the last episode was this notion of psychological scratches as opposed to psychological scarring. So I, I wasn't, I didn't make it explicit enough what I was talking about, so here goes. What I'm talking about when I'm referencing psychological scratches is every time that I went to open that padlock and every time I went, fuck's sake, you leave a little, what I call a little psychological scratch on your brain. Now, I don't mean that literally, okay? And there's a there's a compounding element to it. I mean, psychological scratches are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just part of daily life if it's a once-off. But if you have to open that padlock once a day, okay, that's a psychological scar every day. And it's, it's the same one repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And there's a, there's a compounding element to it, okay? It's essentially death by a thousand cuts or psychological trauma by a thousand psychological scratches, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I'm a minute in them already fucking going off the fucking wall. Anyway, I just wanted to make that explicit. It's not the, it's not that every time that I went to send an email and I had to open the door and I chilled the fucking fuck out of my office or whatever else. It wasn't that any of those little things or any time I went to look for a phone charger and went, oh, fuck, my battery's about to die. Fuck, where can I get a charger from? None of those things are going to affect you in any way, shape or form at all. But they absolutely are if it's all the fucking time. And by all the time, daily is plenty. Okay, once a week, not so bad. It, again, it depends on how big the thing is. Okay, let's say you need, let's say you're sharing your car with someone and you've only got one set of keys. Okay, if once a month you go to drive your car somewhere and the other person has the keys, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, that's only once a month. It's only 12 times a year. But that's a big thing because, you know, you can't get to work, you can't get to the shops, you can't get to wherever the fuck it was that you wanted to go because you don't have the keys to your car. Okay, that's a big thing. Okay, having to fiddle a lock for two seconds before it actually opens is a tiny thing. But again, the frequency of these things is what's most relevant. Okay, that padlock, I'd have to open that at least once a day, at least. Okay, and something that you do every day is important. There's nothing that you do every day that isn't important. That's one that I should fucking have a fucking think about. Okay, there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you do every day which isn't important. Whether it's brushing your teeth, brush brushing your teeth. Here's one for you. I have a toothbrush at home now in the bathroom beside my bedroom. Okay, and it's not as good as it should be. And the reason it's not as good as it should be is that I haven't pulled my finger out of my fucking hole to go and buy a new one, even though I'm the one that does the shopping, okay? I personally like hard bristle toothbrushes, which aren't sold in Aldi for some reason. There's soft, super soft, and extra soft, okay? They're no addition. They, they don't scrub your fucking teeth like they're supposed to. But the point is, twice a day I brush my teeth, and it's unacceptable, as far as I see it, to have a shitty toothbrush to do that job, okay? It, dental hygiene is just an, it's an important thing. It's an important part of life for your own sake and the people around you because you don't want to have stinky breath, okay? But picking it up, putting it in my mouth, and that just that little pang of disappointment of, oh, it's not fucking great, is it? Okay, that has a compounding effect, okay? Now, that by itself, every day, no big deal. But you add up. You don't have a rug at your front door to wipe your feet. You don't have 
a cloth in your car to wipe the fucking fog off your windscreen. You don't have a lighter beside the fire and you have to go looking for a lighter every time you want to light a fire. I Here's one for you. This is one that I've actually managed to do and it's funny because I've completely forgotten all about it up until this point. So I have a little shed out the back of my house where I keep my dog food. Okay, I pick up the two dogs' bowls every evening. I bring them into the shed. I put them on a little table and uh, I lift up the big bag of nuts and I pour in the dog food okay the two German shepherds that I have it takes them between two or three weeks to go through a bag of dog food okay and every two or three weeks let's say let's call it once a month once a month I have to get a scissors and open the top off the bag do you know what I did about three years ago I went into fucking one of the cheap shops and I bought a scissors for about a euro and I put it in the shed and I left it there. I even screwed in a little hook and I hang it from it. And it's there 24-7. The only purpose for that scissors is once a month to open up the bag of dog food. That is literally its sole purpose in this world. And I wouldn't dream of using it for anything else because the second it leaves the shed... That's when you may as well not have bought it in the fucking first place because it'll just be used for something else. It'll go into a drawer, it'll go into a press, whatever the fuck, okay? But that's just one tiny little thing that I've done because feeding the dogs is something I do every day. And it might be only 12 times a year, it's probably 14 or 15 times a year that I'd have to open up a new bag of dog food. But to have the scissors there, I can't, I can't convey the importance of doing shit like that because you mightn't have dogs okay but you need something to do something and if it's something that you do every day it's of the utmost fucking importance but anyway moving on from psychological scratches and death by a thousand psychological cuts and all that jazz i mentioned briefly in the last one i took a note with the idea of online training so i'm helping out a mate of mine a mate of mine is training a football team at the minute online um, his gym is closed because of COVID and he's using my matted area because I have essentially kind of a, I've built it up over the last number of years. It's practically a private gym. I've got 50 square meters of mats where I do my martial arts training. And when this lockdown is lifted, I hope to get lads in again twice a week and blow that whole thing up. But anyway, aside from that, more on the online end of things. I set up a camera beside my mate who's doing this online training. He has his own camera, he has speakers, and he's addressing, you know, 20 lads in a football club scattered all around the country, not all around the country, scattered around whatever club he is in Mead. Okay? And he set up where he set up, and I set up beside him off camera. And I set up my own camera, and I recorded an hour's workout. It was 20 minutes warm-up and stretching, a 20 minute high intensity interval training session and then a 20 minute cool down and stretch to finish it off. It's fucking deadly. And what I was thinking of doing was doing it live twice a week so whoever wanted could log in and join in because, look, there's a million and one different online courses you can do on fucking fitness things you can do on YouTube. But if you don't know the guy and if if you've no attachment to it, odds are you're not going to bother your arse. But if somebody that you're you know, paying attention to or following or whatever the term is online, such as myself, if they decided to do it, you might just fucking join in. But anyway, I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been thinking about how I'm going to do it and how I'm going to go about it. And my original thought was that I was going to do two versions of it. One would be what I call couch to 5k version. I may have fucking mentioned this already, but here goes. The idea being that if you've never ran or trained or you're, you know, you mightn't be 
overly fat, but you're, you know, you've never done fitness, okay? So you're, you don't have the musculature, you don't have the bone density to do any kind of real hardcore workout, okay? You're a beginner, basically. So the idea was to do a couch to 5K, a beginner version, and then do a proper version whereby I'd be roaring and screaming and shouting and pushing people to fucking get after it. Now, that was the original idea, but what I'm thinking about doing now is pairing it way back. Because in the 20-minute workout, there's going to be half a dozen different exercises. Let's say a, a push-up uh, and a press-up. Or, sorry, a, a press-up and a fucking sit-up. Okay, most people know what a, a press-up and a sit-up is. A press-up is basically you lie flat down, face down on the ground. You put your hands to where your shoulders are, basically, palms down. And you push yourself up and down, up and down, up and down. Push-ups... The next set of sit-ups, you lie on your back and then you bring your chest to your knees. You lie back, your chest to your knees and you're up, down, up, down, up, down. Everybody knows what a push-up and a sit-up is for the most part. But you mightn't necessarily know how to do it properly. You mightn't necessarily know how to do any of the exercises properly. And it's one thing for me to stand there and start stretching my hamstring and explain to you what I'm doing. But unless you're there, unless you've a kind of a history of doing it, you probably, you mightn't even know where your hamstring is. You might know where your glutes are. Okay, you might know where your quads are or your obliques or your traps. There's 101 different areas of your body that you're going to need to know in order to stretch them. Because if I say, okay, now stretch your glutes and you don't know what your glutes are, you know, good luck with that one. So what I'm thinking of doing now is sitting down and recording each stretch and each exercise. It might only be a two minute long video showing you how to stretch your hamstrings or quads or fucking whatever it is. Do a two-minute video on each. The idea being that anybody who's arsed can watch that video twice, 10 times, 20 times until they're familiar with it, until they can do it, okay? And the, the same goes for all the exercises. You take the time. It's This wouldn't be a workout now. It's, it's essentially going to be a class, a bit of a lecture, Actually, speaking of which, I'm making another note of something to talk about lecturing. But anyway, it's basically just going to be a, a tutorial on how to do all the little different things. Because within the hour class, the 20-minute stretch at the start and the warm-up, the 20-minute workout itself, and the 20-minute stretch and cool-down at the end, there could be 30 different things to do within that time frame. And if you don't know how to do all of them, you're not going to learn on the job. You're not going to learn when I'm saying, OK, now do this exercise. So that's what I'm thinking of doing is putting together essentially a, like a, a fitness course and it would be as much for an absolute beginner as it would be for somebody who's been playing football all their life, okay? Now, it's not going to be for a fucking super athlete, but in fairness, if you're a super athlete and you're listening to me for fucking tips, you know, good luck with that one as well. But anyway, lecturing, here's one for you. So a cousin of mine uh, lectures in, I think it's Trinity, I have to double check with this, um, it doesn't really matter because these days everything's online, so it doesn't really matter where you're studying, but anyway, she's a lecturer in, I think, Trinity, let me double check that, and she's asked me to come in and give, well, when I say she's asked me to come in and give a talk, she's asked me to do an online kind of presentation live to her students in their respective homes because we're in lockdown and all that jazz. But anyway, she does, what is it? It's, it's some sort of entrepreneurial development module she's doing. It's I think it's a 12-week part of her broader course. I don't even know what a broader course is, I must ask her. 
But she's asked me to come along and basically do, I don't know, a five or a ten minute presentation on my story as an entrepreneur, what I've learned along the way. And it's basically just a real life person giving a real life example in the country that these people are living or are from or whatever else. Okay, the idea being that you get first hand experience from somebody who has not done it all but done enough okay I got into a stage whereby I was employing people and all the rest of it okay so built it up out of nothing ran it for five years and then COVID happened and it's on pause basically but I was like when I was asked I was like first off I've ne- what I said to her was I've never refused an opportunity to speak before I don't see why I'd start now I went on to explain to her that nobody had ever asked me to speak before and I sure as fuck wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to speak for the only person who ever asked me so I just got that out of the way in case she was expecting me to know what I was talking about basically presumably she's listened to the podcast presumably she knows I'm well able to fucking talk shy endlessly for god knows how long and she knows that I ran somewhat of a successful business and started it from nothing so I was good enough but I was asking her, you know, what do you want me to talk about? Or is it just kind of a, a general thing? And she said, no, it's more of a general thing. She said that she can give me an idea of what she'd like me to cover if I want. But essentially, she'd prefer if I just put together who I am, where I've come from, what I did, how I did it, and what I learned along the way. But it's funny, though, because it's been great for me. Because I've been thinking, OK, well, if I was to impart half a dozen different things to a, a group of 30-odd third-year uh, college students, what would it be? And I haven't formulated this yet, I'm just thinking out loud, but I started thinking to myself about the whole imposter syndrome. I did an episode on that in the previous season. You know, that would be an important one to get across. Another one would be how lonely the journey is. Like, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is lonely as fuck, man. It's so lonely. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible because it's all on you and no matter who's helping you or no matter who thinks they're help, no matter who thinks they're helping, whether it's your wife or your friends or your husband or your partner or whatever the fuck it is, unless you have an actual business partner, unless you're 50-50 in something, you're on your own lad, okay, because your partner might think that they're supportive, they're not going to be nearly as supportive as they need to be because they can't wrap their head around what's involved. So... Maybe that's something to get across to young people who are thinking about starting up a business. But there was half a dozen different things that I, I wanted to try and, or that came to mind. I was like, oh, I could talk about this, or I could talk about that, or I could talk about the other. But what I'm starting to think now is it's pointless telling them anything that isn't just good general advice. Like, one of the best bits of advice, I think, personally, that I could give somebody looking to start a business, or start a podcast, or start a family, or start anything, or just good advice generally for anyone doing anything will be what I talked about in the last episode. Get your fucking shit together. Fix the things that you do every day because if you don't, you'll never be able to fucking accomplish anything greater than just the mundane day-to-day stuff. Another thing that came to mind that would be worth trying to impart to these people would be that there's kind of two sides to everything. Now, again, this is really, this is real foundational base, general advice for everyone. It's not specific to setting up your own business. And that's the, that's the key point. I think setting up your own business specific advice is never going to be as good as a, as really general, broad sweeping, all encompassing advice. So one thing that I'd like to get across to people is that when somebody says it's one thing or another, 
what they often forget is that it could possibly and is most likely both. So you'll often hear people in business say, you can't do everything yourself. You have to get people in to do different things. You can't expect to be, you know, the delivery man and the salesman and the accountant. And you, you get, you, you hear these things, or at least I've heard them because I've, I've gone down the whole entrepreneurial route and I've done a load of fucking classes and courses and watch lectures and videos and different things from people talking about how you run a business. And one of the most common things you'll hear is, you can't do everything yourself. Fuck that. Yes, you can. Of course you can. I did. I know from personal experience. I am and I was and still am the accountant, the electrician, the plumber, the delivery man, the salesman, the complaints guy. You're everything. Okay. You have to be. Now, it's not a bag of lies to say that you can't do everything. You can't do everything forever. Okay. I can't hope to grow this business and do everything. I have to start. What's the word? Delegating, that's the word, couldn't think of it. I have to start delegating. I have to allow whoever I'm going to have working for me take on more responsibility, which frees me up to do other things, okay? So it's a bit of both. Can you do everything? Yes. Can you do everything all the time? No, okay? But the important thing to realize there is how do you differentiate what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing? And to me, an important thing to realize is what can't other people do that you can do? Because that's what you should be fucking doing. Okay, and again, this isn't fucking business advice. This is life advice. Okay, the things that you should be doing, the things that you should be concentrating your time on, if at all possible, are the things that other people can't do. Because that's your speciality. That's what you're good at. But you have to realise what these things are before you'll ever start doing them, essentially. And that's 17 minutes and I better get the fuck out of here. Chat to you soon.